Hey listeners, this has been The Amateur Exegete, and you're listening to episode 34 of Bible Study for Amateurs. Today's episode is, Was Paul a Roman Citizen? In the Acts of the Apostles, Paul is preaching in the city of Jerusalem when he's arrested and dragged before a tribune. The tribune orders Paul to be put into the barracks and flogged. As he's being tied up, Paul asks a centurion nearby, Is it legal for you to flog a Roman citizen who is uncondemned? It's a clever move on Paul's part, and one he'd tried before. Per chapter 6, while in Philippi, Paul and his companion Silas were arrested and thrown in jail. When Paul noted that they were both Roman citizens, they were released with an apology from the city's officials. Now in Jerusalem, Paul invokes his Roman citizenship in a bid to escape flogging. In his book, Backgrounds of Early Christianity, Everett Ferguson lists a few of the rights Roman citizens enjoyed, including not being made subject to degrading forms of punishment, like flogging and crucifixion. In fact, when such punishment was enacted on Roman citizens, it was alarming. The first century Jewish historian Josephus, in his work on the Jewish War, notes that Florus, the Roman procurator just before the war began, both flogged and crucified Jews who were Roman citizens. He wrote, Florus ventured then to do what no one had done before, that is, to have men of the equestrian order whipped and nailed to the cross before his tribunal, who, although they were by birth Jews, yet they were of Roman dignity notwithstanding. In other words, Florus seems to have violated Roman policy. When the centurion reports back to the tribune what Paul said, the tribune asks Paul directly, Tell me, are you a Roman citizen? Paul responds simply with, yes. The tribune then indicates that to get his Roman citizenship, he had to pay quite a bit. But I was born a citizen, Paul replies. Ultimately, Paul's claim to Roman citizenship doesn't get him out of trouble. But as a citizen, he is given the right to appeal to the emperor, and so the rest of Paul's story in Acts is about his journey toward what was likely his final destination, Rome. For those wanting to read this narrative for themselves, you can find it in Acts chapter 22, particularly in verses 22 through 29. Despite it being a feature in Paul's story in the Acts of the Apostles, Nowhere in his letters does Paul mention being a citizen of Rome. Of course, Paul doesn't mention a lot of things. He never tells us the names of his parents, but they surely had names, right? So just because Paul doesn't mention he was a Roman citizen doesn't mean he wasn't. But it does us no good to simply accept what Acts says about Paul's Roman citizenship as if it were an objective telling of the life of Paul. So, should we doubt it? 
Calvin Rutzel, a well-known Pauline scholar, gives us four reasons to think he wasn't in his award-winning book, Paul, the Man and the Myth, that was published in 1997. First, in the eastern parts of the Roman Empire, it was no easy task for a Jew to get Roman citizenship, and when it did happen, it typically happened to those who were wealthy and influential people, who had performed some service to Rome. Rutzel notes that it did happen on occasion, but overall, the evidence is sparse. Second, the Paul we find in his letters is a pretty religious man. But if this religious demeanor was baked into him by his parents, then, Rutzel contends, this argues against Roman citizenship because one condition of Roman citizenship was participating in the civic cult, a task that might have involved the worshipping of other gods, gods other than Yahweh. There's simply no way Paul would have been okay with that. Third, Paul never mentions it in his letters. Now, as I already noted, this in and of itself tells us nothing. Paul doesn't mention a lot of things. But Rotzel notes that there are places in his letters where one might expect that he would mention something as important as his Roman citizenship. For example, it never comes up when he writes to Rome. Coupled with the other reasons, this silence argues against his having Roman citizenship. Fourth, and finally, it's clear by reading the Acts of the Apostles that Paul's citizenship works well for Luke's theological interests. Here's Ratzel. By insisting on Paul's faithfulness to Judaism as a loyal Pharisee until the day of his death and his Roman citizenship, Luke was able to argue for Paul's respectability and innocence at a time when the Christian movement had come under suspicion for its unwillingness to participate in the imperial cult, its refusal to serve in the military, its pacifistic lifestyle, and its secret meetings. By lifting up Paul as a respected and loyal citizen, Luke could show that the movement he represented was innocent of treason or subversive activity. It's certainly within the realm of possibility that Paul was a Roman citizen. But if we're looking at these texts through a historical critical lens, then we can't just take Luke's word for it. And the evidence seems to suggest that he padded Paul's resume just a tad. That's all the time we've got this week. See you next time. And remember, in the words of Richard Elliott Friedman, one does not need to deny what is troubling about the Bible in order to pay respect to what is heartening. Thanks for listening.